Hello and welcome to another episode of Oxl FM Soundbite. I am Sefran. And I'm Gelada. And we're keeping pace with our usual trend of following Nintendo's advertising campaigns by talking about the most recent Nintendo Direct. Well, mm-hmm. mini, but it didn't feel like a mini. It was like 20-something no. minutes long. Yeah, it was It was pretty chunky. I think they use that just because it's mostly smaller titles. It's not like stuff a Zelda they... game or a Mario yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. No Metro Prime 4 or anything yeah. like that. But there was still a lot of interesting stuff, a lot of stuff from third-party devs. Mm. You know, we are definitely in that golden age for for Nintendo where, you know, they have managed to court all the third-party devs to bring games to their platform nowadays. Which um, is a, which an is... episode theme all of itself, right? Because yeah. if you go back even a couple of generations of their consoles, they were struggling to get anyone to stay on yeah. board with them other than their own party. Exactly. You know, but now, like... They've got everything because the Switch is just such a widely accepted good console that a lot of developers are probably very confident to put their stuff on now. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the first, I think the first thing that they talked about was was Xenoblade Chronicles, right? Yeah. Definitive edition. They'd already mentioned that this was coming out, I think, in the previous main direct they did. Yeah. But I don't think it had a release date that point no, i think it's so, it just coming out yeah so there's a release date of end of may and also there's they mentioned that there's like some post post game yeah like an epilogue epilogue stuff it, yeah which i'm interested in more than the game itself hmm. but like tony's going to pick up uh xenoblades on the switch almost certainly and i'll probably then watch her slash play the end yes. like just to get the dlc and um you know because i don't think i'll necessarily want to play it through again um but it'll be interesting to see how big that is because as we've mentioned before, for um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, they did uh, the Tornado, the Golden yeah, which is Country, huge. which is massive. So interested to see if they do something similar. I, I really like the fact that they're doing this because I haven't actually played any Xenoblade Chronicles games yet. Mm. Um, I do You've actually got, own Xenoblade should. Chronicles 2 now, and I yep, just haven't started nice. playing it. I'm just going to finish some other games first before I dive into this one. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really great that they are basically thanking their devoted fans from the, the Wii game, you know, because, I mean, it's an old game now when you think about how long it was since the Wii Mm, came out, mm. you know, and it's basically just a thank you for being with us this whole time. And here's like Mm. something extra with all these characters that you, you really love. Like I imagine if I played the original Xenoblade game back in the, like on the Wii, and then I found out of this, I'd be so hyped because mm. I'd like, oh, I love these characters and I'm so invested in these in this mm. world and their relationships, you know. It's just such a wonderful little addition that they're doing. Definitely. I think like the biggest announcement for you was about <laughs> 2K, right? Like all the all the 2K stuff. <laughs> so like when when the 2K logo flash up, oh, okay, that's kind of cool, 2K. And then, uh, then cause I, I never really equate the games that is under their banner to them, right? So mm. then I saw Bioshock. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, Bioshock, that's really good. Like, great games. Good that more people can play them, you know. I'm not sure how well the Switch will cope with it, but, I mean, sure, whatever. That's pretty They're cool. They're quite old now, so I think that that will do okay. Hopefully, yeah. Maybe I'm just being a bit too cynical towards the Switch's capability. Mm. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, Borderlands. Oh, nice. I really like Borderlands. That's, like, super good. I, I, I'm really hyped about Borderlands. Like, be able to play those on the go. Hopefully, I'll have relatively easy online connectivity with people, you know. That would be that's cool. Really, yeah. Yeah. That's really great. And it seems to be all three of the kind of more classic games, so quote unquote, you know, with the, the first 
one, two, and then pre-sequel and all the mm-hmm. DLC. So that's great. And the XCOM logo came on. What? <laughs> I lost my mind. I saw that and I was like, oh, Seth's going to be excited. <laughs> XCOM 2 on my Switch. Oh my word. I'm now going to have to drop another £45. Just just as a preface for the listeners, I bought my current PC specifically to play XCOM 2. Right. Because that's how excited I was for it. And yeah. now I've got XCOM 2 on Switch to, yeah. to look forward to as well. Like, yeah. I, I kind of wish they'd also release uh enemy unknown um mm. as in the, the quote-unquote first one from 2012 that you could play both but it's fine xcom 2 is sort of like a more well-rounded package for more people i suppose there was um there was another the, the sort of surprise announcement that I, that is available now right is was good job which yeah, is the, like little pretty cool kind of like puzzle sort of game from from nintendo um which looks really cool i need to look into it a little bit more and um and see if it's it's worth picking up but i i definitely saw some positive press about it you sort it of looks like a bit like human fall flats and yes. gang beasts yeah 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 um, so that it was looked quite cool. nice like i also like the fact that it had quite vibrant looking environments because mm. one of the problems with some of these sorts of like play-doh style games where like you got like the semi-realistic physics engines with the people yeah is that they're very barren looking they look almost just look like a like a test demo whereas this kind of looked like that it had some nintendo polish which is good because definitely yeah that makes all the difference with these kinds of games it depends on its price i guess because if it's a bit expensive it's probably not worth a relatively short-lived gimmicky enjoyment that you'll get from it but if it's not too bad if it's like between say five and ten pounds i think it'd definitely be worth picking up hmm yep uh, another kind of big game that they're bringing to the Switch. A lot mm. of games that are being brought to the Switch as well, yes. which is really yeah, great, yeah. was uh, the Catherine series of games, like the yeah. the original one, and then the I think it's called Full Body. I think it's a yes, Full Body full experience, body. something like that, and that, which is really great. Like puzzle games work really well on the Switch anyway, and it's also got like the anime style, like Persona. You know, it's from it's yeah. by Atlas um, Heritage and Pedigree, which will appeal to a lot of people as well. So I think it's just great to have, a, not it's not an underselling game, but it's certainly a bit more of a niche game when you compare it to other connected <laughs> yeah. games to it, like, for example, Persona 5, Yeah, to get it into the hands of more people, because it's really great. I mean, it's a little bit, it's mature, obviously, so it's surprising that Nintendo are completely okay with it, but because yeah. um, it's, it's very, it's not R-rated, but it's certainly like, you know, teen-rated sort of thing, minimum. So, but it's great that it's going to be in the hands of more people yeah it's kind of a weird one yeah it seems like an interesting choice of something to bring but i suspect it is kind of like a well people like persona and you know like that's big in the in the world right now because catherine is definitely something that would have passed a lot of people by yeah no absolutely it did i mean it was basically just a test bed for the persona 5 engine (laughs) um, which is why it was made in the first place but yeah i hope that it does well enough that it encourages them to put more sort of like the off the beaten track games from the japanese developers on the switch more too Mm. so yeah, definitely. Another thing we got information on was the next uh, Smash Bros. character. Oh, so yeah. the, the first Smash Bros. character for the the second fighter pass. Yep. Uh, and they're gonna it's going to be an ARMS character from the, the mm-hmm. fighting game, which I think is pretty good. Like, Nintendo obviously don't put out very many new IPs. I mean, previous to ARMS, I think their most recent like main IP that they made was Splatoon. You know, and the Inkling's got an inclusion within Smash Bros. So it does seem only fair, but also sort of fitting that uh, they put ARMS 
a representative in the game as well. And I think it fits quite well, obviously, because mm. they're, they're fighting games, so all the characters already yeah. have fighting moves built into them, so... And the the last thing that I wanted to talk about was Ninjala, which you laughed at when I mentioned, <laughs> but only because it was it's like a eight player battle royale in inverted commas. What that actually means is eight player team deathmatch. Yes, there's nothing. But I don't think there's anything battle royale about Doesn't it like when it's it, no. eight people. You need like a hundred people for a battle royale. But anyway, but um, like I looked at it and it's interesting. It isn't actually developed by Nintendo, but it looks exactly like the Splatoon engine. It does. Like, yeah, it has a very similar like, aesthetic almost feels like nintendo have licensed the splatoon engine mm. away to someone else to make a similar kind of game because um, it's free to play i'm intrigued as to whether it's going to be any good because you know one thing that the switch doesn't have is very many free to play games no. you know you've got warframe <laughs> yeah there's a couple a, but not which very is a great many, one yeah for sure but there's not many and so i think that there's and fortnite obviously i think that there's a little bit of a gap there where we can have some sort of like have a little bit of a wider range of online um, sort of multiplayer um, free to play games. And I'm intrigued as to whether the switch, like I'm like, I'm just sort of interested in whether that's like a viable model for a switch game, you know, cause I certainly don't like, I have Warframe, but I don't really play it, but sort of breaking away consoles in general, don't have a lot of free to play games, right? Like that's a, that's quite a PC heavy kind of thing. And so, and, and mobile obviously. So I'm kind of intrigued to see if this is sort of the, you know, a move to more and more free to play on on Switch and on other consoles. As long as it doesn't then go overboard with the microtransactions and the other sort of free to play models, hopefully Nintendo mm. will keep them in check on the Switch because right. Nintendo aren't necessarily innocent of that style of gameplay themselves with their mobile games. But hopefully it won't be you know just covered in microtransactions. Yeah. And if it is, it will just mostly be cosmetics. Hopefully. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of free-to-play stuff nowadays is... A lot of good free-to-play stuff is pretty well balanced yeah. in terms of transactions, which is good. But yeah, that was... that was. I, I didn't have anything else. Was there any other... Anything else? Yeah, the, the other one was the, the kind of showing off more of the new Pokemon DLC. Uh, oh, Showing yes. off the Isle of Armour, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, which looks to be... From, from the map that you see briefly, looks to be based on Island, I'm guessing. Because, mm, like, it's right. sort of, like, off of to the side of the main area which mm. assumedly the main area is based on england not the uk yeah, that's true it's weird though because it had like sort of like martial arts yeah style, kind of a japanese like asian aesthetic to everything didn't it yeah mm-hmm. but yeah they showed some of that it, it gives it makes me feel like it's more of a traditional rpg rather than a pokemon game because you only have one pokemon i think during like the dlc to use mm. so it's like they're, they're really they're trying to make a different game experience within Pokemon, which I think is yeah. good. Like, it's rather than just simply adding more content for people to burn through quickly, they're going to give you a slightly yeah. new experience, which is not a bad thing at all. I was already convinced that I was going to, I'm going to buy the the expansions for it because yeah. I really enjoyed. You know, we talked about this before. I really enjoyed Pokemon Sword, so I definitely want to pick it up. And you know, they're clearly spending some time, you know, working on it, and there's a lot to talk about and a lot to show off, which is great. So I'm reassured me that it's going to be good um for sure well that was our little roundup our mini roundup of a mini direct that wasn't so <laughs> mini um <laughs> we obviously we skipped over a couple of things that maybe like we are less enthused by or just don't have as much to say about etc but it's definitely worth going out of a watch because there was some good stuff on there uh, and it does feel like nintendo were trying to push the third party as you said which is mm. always good news uh but yeah i've been tevron and i've been gelada and thanks again for listening to another episode of Octal of M Soundbite and catch us again very soon.